Hello, my friends, and thank you for joining me on the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White, and it's the 24th day of August. I want to remind you that the entire first chapter and the introduction in two different audio MP3 files are both available at additional content at paulwhiteministries.com. Those uh, additional content materials are available for those who partner with us a one-time donation of $50 gets you a password to everything behind that, and uh, we have a few items there and are adding to it literally weekly to that additional content. Now, nothing has changed outside of that. We haven't lowered any of uh, our output in any other area. We still put out a video every Wednesday. We still put out a video every Sunday. We still put out seven DDPs. We still put out seven nuggets of grace on our YouTube channel. Everything else remains the same. We've just added literally additional content. And uh, for those of you who have signed up, we are so thankful for it. We hope that we can continue to put some extra special stuff there. And uh, for everyone, um, even if you haven't signed up for that, we are so appreciative of you and, and, and you reach out to us from time to time. Oh, and by the way, here's the webs- the address. If you would like to reach out to us via the DDP, we'd love to hear from you. If you got questions, you got ideas, suggestions, ddp at paulwhiteministries.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Okay, with no further delay, and as you've noticed, these podcasts, these last few days are just a slight bit shorter than normal. We're in the six to to eight minute range instead of the eight to 10 minute range. Um, And so that's just to try to make these make more sense when we do these audio cuts. And so let's get started today. Here is from Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul, the beginning of chapter two. Chapter two, the law zeal, and righteousness. My background is religion. Some people had the vice of drugs, alcohol, or violence, but my vice became my performance and my religion. It is pretty hard to overcome your own performance. You get drunk on your own ability to do good, and you chase success every time you fail. You become intoxicated with your own ability to perform for God until you think that your ability and performance is what defines you. In Philippians 3, Paul utilized the powerful testimony he had in comparing the new Paul experience against his old Saul experience. The latter is a bit of an insight into the way I viewed my own self in my religious background, and I suspect it's the same for many others. Let's take a look at what Paul says about himself and about the church at Philippi. Philippians chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh, though I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. The third verse opens with a rather controversial statement. We are the circumcision who rejoice in Christ Jesus. He treads on the identity of his own heritage by failing to say, we are the circumcision who are of Abraham. That would have been technically correct in his Jewish theology. However, he identifies true circumcision as an internal identity in Christ rather than an external identity in Abraham. To claim to 
B, the circumcision, because you have accepted Christ, is path-breaking knowledge. It sets Paul on the path of either fresh revelation or rank heresy. For some, the jury is still out. Paul further claims that those in Christ have no confidence in the flesh. Let's not rush past this phrase, for it is the underpinning to Paul's argument. Confidence in the flesh refers to the literal circumcision that gave Judaism its confidence. The cutting of the foreskin connected the man to his past, unified him with his neighbor in the present, and set them all apart for the future. Paul used the phrase with double meaning in Philippians 3.4. This is what it looked like. Parentheses here are mine. Philippians chapter 3, verses 4, 5, and 6. And have no confidence in the flesh. Parentheses, circumcision. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh. Parentheses, my works. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. In addition to listing a few of the reasons that Paul, or Saul, had for being confident in his flesh, family history, pedigree, education, he proceeds to lay out the framework for a three-point lesson on the performance righteousness standards of someone who is taking their confidence in the flesh. Number one, concerning the law. Number two, concerning zeal. Number three, concerning righteousness. Concerning the law, he both understood and kept it to the level of a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, he was zealous to the point of overseeing the execution of Stephen and pursuing the arrest and conviction of those who claimed Christ to be Messiah. Concerning righteousness, he considered himself blameless, a heady claim to say the least. In short, concerning the three things he considered most important in his Judaism, he gave them his full effort and was confident that his effort stacked up favorably against anyone. Imagine that you could meet pre-Damascus Road Saul. His assessment of his own ability leads one to predict that he may go to lengths to determine what works you were performing so that he could do you one better. We'll pick it up right there with, or right in that area tomorrow about uh, Saul and his attempts at personal righteousness through his performance. That was the whole point of this book, was to really establish this idea that Saul and Paul, and I know they're the same guy. Uh, I had someone tell me the first time they saw this book title, well, that's the same person. I <laughs> said, hey, I know that. Um, but have them in, the, in his time when he was Saul, this, the good uh, law-keeping righteous man versus Paul, the grace-centered recipient of righteousness. I really wanted to show how that was Saul and Paul, but that's also still a very big part of our consciousness now, and and how do we get rid of it? That's what this book was all about. We'll continue from this point in chapter 2, from Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul, on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.